0: Duncan McNamara, welcome to the General Spec Podcast. How are you this evening? I'm okay, TJ. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, Great uh, great to talk to you. And uh, you've got a new book out, your first book, uh, which is called uh, Walk This Way. But let me give the listeners a bit of a a background to you. So as I mentioned, author of brand new book, Walk This Way. Um, You're a man of from Manchester with strong Irish connections um, you've recently started picking up uh, hurling as well in the local area and <laughs> alleged hurler <laughs> and you've uh, father too and you've got a, a day job in between all that your book Walk This Way is available on Amazon and oilonwaterpress.com so Duncan what have I missed off that intro no that was pretty good we could wrap up now too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: it was, uh, you summed me up quite well there I think yeah
0: so let's let's dive straight into to the book. Um, so the book is, if I can just read a bit of a blurb and is a, yeah. So you, this book, uh, Walk This Way, is following an unexpected discovery uh, during a bout of lockdown-inspired spring cleaning. Soon to turn, turn the age of thirty, uh, you left behind a distinctly average career uh, to walk the Camino de Santiago. Uh, an ancient, dangerous trail of 500 mile, miles across Spain's Pyrenees mountains. Why?
1: To be honest, um, I, I'd love to say it was a, a journey of spiritual awakening, but it was um, it was a case of um, it was there. It okay. was just there to be done. Um, I think it was the sense of adventure. Um, as you mentioned, I was 29. And, and, and at the time, I was fixated on the fact that that was. Undeniably, the path to middle age. Um, I, I was just fixated on the fact that I absolutely had to do this before I was thirty. Huh? I was far too old to be doing this naive, adventurous stuff. Um, I mean, I'm, I've just turned thirty-nine, so I'm nearly forty now. So um, it's, it's funny how um, how much more anxious I was about that milestone than I am about the next one. Right. Okay. Um, I think um, I've had with having a couple of kids. I think it's probably given me a bit. Of perspective. Right. And, um, maybe I'll be grateful the closest to the grave I get.
0: So you did this almost 10 years ago yeah. and during, was it about, how, how long between uh, starting the book and actually completing the walk did it? How many years so it's, it's a strange um, path that I took, uh, no pun intended. Me?
1: Um, I'd heard about the, the Camino I think in 2011, um, I'd heard him um, completely by accident. And I didn't have a chance or an inclination really to do it until 2014, that summer. I um, you know, I did it. I, I, I did the 500 miles, I came home, I got on with my life and, and to be honest, I forgot all about it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was 2020 when my dad passed away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that sort of gave, that, that kind of brought it back to my mind. Um, and then the global pandemic, which meant none of us were going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think there were two types of people. There was the people who, um, who exercise their way through lockdown and there was the people who tried to spring clean their way through and that's what I did. Um, I came across a, a shoebox in which I kept all of my little trinkets from the journey. Yeah. and um, in, in that box was a diary that I'd kept that I'd forgotten all about um, which was really just um, a list of places I'd been passing through and, and some of the interesting people I'd, I'd met along the way. And, and still there was no intention to write a book, uh, the only intention was to to, um, to type this up for a bit of permanence, just, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, the ink was starting to fade, I had a dreadful handwriting, <laughs> so I had to translate my own work, um, and I, I just started typing it up, none of us were going anywhere, yeah. um, I wasn't doing much work, um, so I just kept going and going and going, uh, before I knew it it was 100,000 words, and... Um, All right. I sent it to a friend of mine who was an English teacher, I said, will you look at this and, and, and see if it's total garbage? <laughs> and he said it wasn't, no you should try and maybe get this published. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, one thing led to another, they've cut down some trees
0: and now it's, um, now it's a lot of books. Brilliant, that's a, it's a great intro. The, on the front page uh, it does say 500 miles, one r- rucksack and, and no clue. Were you a person who, you were a big walker or kind of hiker? or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, if if anyone was going to read
1: this to uh, to get the, uh, any insights into um, into a, a keen hiker, um, you can probably forget about it. Um, no clue really refers to the, the total lack of preparation I made. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I suppose I didn't want to talk myself out of it. I thought I didn't want to research too much. I thought that might take away any sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I almost went into it with, with no idea of what I was getting into, um, hence the no clue. But no, there was um, there was no walking career
0: for me before or since <laughs> have to say. You um you mentioned uh, talking about, about your your father and um was your was your father's interest from like a a religious point of view or or kind of uh, something to be done point of view or. What was he, uh, his interest? Um, at, at first, um, I thought none at
1: all. Um, it, it's a strange um, I don't know, paradox, I suppose, that, that without a global pandemic or the fact that him passing away, that this book wouldn't exist. Right. Um, after he died, I was searching through all of his records because Dad never wanted anyone to know anything about his finances yeah. situation. so we all had to go searching. So. I was going through um, a binder full of crap. To be honest, there was um, there was he, he kept everything neatly um, uh, kept away in these files, but none of it was any discernible order, so there was no easy way to do it. So I, I was going through this stuff, and, and I came across a, um, a map of the Camino, okay. which, which he printed himself, um, on which he had jotted down some of the dates and, and um, places I was passing through. Oh, sorry. He, he tracked your. He, he progress. kept track of me, but, okay. but he and I never talked about this before, during, or since. Right. So I had no idea he was um, he was doing this. I don't know where he was getting the information from. Right. I didn't give it to him. Um, and that was um, that was probably where the seed was planted. Um, of of, of what eventually became the book. Um, I didn't dwell on it too much, to be honest, because um, it, was, it was initially confusion and then sort of a, a, a horrible feeling of regret. But, um, it's something I would have loved to talk to him about, mm-hmm. but we never did, and, and now it was too late. But it was, there was a funeral to plan, you know, mm-hmm. we gave him a great send-off, and, um, and like I said, even, even that wouldn't have been enough if it wasn't for the, the chance to sit down um, for a couple of months, to be honest, mm-hmm. at a time and actually type this stuff up. Um, I probably still wouldn't have um, put pen to paper, as it were. Um, I suppose there'll always be that uh, sense of wondering what what he would have thought. He wasn't overtly religious or, or spiritual. I think he um, he probably would have gone into it with a, a sense of adventure. You know, he, he did a lot of fun stuff when he was Probably my age—the kind of thing that he never really told anyone about, right? Okay. Um, like he accidentally met the Rolling Stones. He, <laughs> he did all sort of cool stuff, um, but but never really occurred to anyone, um, to him, to tell anyone about it. He was, he was that sort of modest type. Um, so I, I think we would have had a good talk about it, a good laugh because I think he would have enjoyed that. Where was your dad from, and what does he what does he do for work, or? So he was, um, he was born in Manchester, um, but he lived in uh, Mayo till he was about eight. Um, then he came back, finished school, became an engineer. Um, and I suppose he, he, he was quite a lot older than one. You know, he got married quite late in his life. Um, so in, in, in a way he almost like had two lives, you know, mm. sort of one before Rose and one after yeah. Um, I won't say it's more like a Forrest Gump type thing. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing and he, how he was in these strange places uh, or situations. But, um, yeah, it's almost he, he never really talked to us about any of that stuff. Because he was, he was pretty quiet. He was of a generation where you didn't talk about feelings or yeah. um, dreams or, or anything you might want to do in the future. Um, I, I, I always think he was sort of just under the surface, but he never quite... And I'm the same. I guess he and I never quite managed to reach out enough yep. to the two of us to break that sort of barrier. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'd love to know what his opinion was on, on what Ryan was doing, if he, um, if he would have read that kind of thing. I'm not sure he would have even read it. not big on the reading, but
0: yeah. Oh, well, well I mean, to, it's it's, it's, amaz- it's an amazing bit of there. He's saying about how you know, he's keeping track of your, your progress. I'm sure he's, he's very proud of, of what you're doing and what you are doing. So, the name. Why is it the name
1: it is? My attempt (laughs) to probably a double or maybe even triple um, entendre. Uh So, um, the Camino is is more commonly known as The Way. Okay. Um, So, it's my walking of this way. Um, It's nothing to do with Run DMC. uh, (laughs) No, it's Aerosmith, wasn't it? Um, Oh, But I thought, yeah, um, that might... uh, (laughs) draw people in um, with a l- little bit of humour perhaps but um, yeah the way is, is the Camino the, the Camino de Santiago they're all basically referring to the same thing which is the way because Camino just means way in, in Spanish oh okay yeah. oh. Or, or road or you know, whatever you know we, we have a lot of, in English we have a lot of words for the same thing don't yeah, we I think yeah. that the Spanish have it um, probably the right idea where it's, it's camino, whether it's the way, the road, whatever. Just let's have one word
0: for it. Fair. One word for one thing. Um, one thing I, I I'm sure, obviously, there's lots we could talk about, and the easy answer would be it's in the book, read it. But <laughs> one thing I do want to ask about is is that first day. You know, I'm guessing you flown flew out to flew out and with your with your bag full of, of mostly useless things. What was that first day like? Um, so.
1: The first day was um, really hard, I mean on paper it's it's the hardest day because you're crossing the mountains into Spain on the first day, you're actually starting in France. Okay. Um, so by any metric it's probably the hardest day physically and mentally because you're not used to that kind of thing. Um, I hadn't fixed my bag on properly so it was, my shoulders were killing me, my feet were killing me, my wallet was killing me because <laughs> I ended up staying in an expensive hotel the first night. Right. Um, so. If, if day one was bad, I'd say the beginning of day two was even worse. Um, right. if you can think of the worst hangover you've ha- ever had, but in your shoulders. <laughs> um, it's, um, but it, I think it probably set me up for the rest because that broke the back of it, really. I was, um, there was no day worse than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I could get through that first day, um, I'd say I'd be able to carry on. And, and the, week, the first week was tough. If nothing else the, the human body is adaptable um, and your feet harden and you get used to the terrain and your back you can fix your bag and it suddenly it's not as bad. Yeah. So after the first week or so, you know, you really could go on for as long as you want. And I did walk much further in the, in the subsequent weeks. Okay. You know, probably about twenty miles a day, maybe a bit more. Yep. Um because you toughen up, you know, you get a bit harder and you probably emotionally as well, mentally. Or feel sorry for yourself after the, after the first day, you know. No one's ever suffered like this, and I've got. I've got hiking boots on. I've got all this gear on. You know, I'm not doing it barefoot or on horseback or whatever like like they would have done a long time ago. Um, but uh, the first day was tough, but, but that served me well.
0: Yeah. yeah, brilliant. We we will come back into talking about the book, but just. Uh, probably dig a bit deeper into yourself. Um, so tell me about growing up and as a, as a kid, what was, your, what was your big interest? I
1: was quite a distracted kid. I, I don't think I had that many interests. Right. I mean, I loved all the sort of cliche things, football, mm. uh, computer games, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I was pretty, I was, I was okay in school. I wouldn't say flying colours, but I would be um, distinctly average. I think you know, like uh, academically or, or sporting-wise, I think I was sort of in between. I was never at the top, but I was never at the bottom.
0: Um. Right at this moment, talking to Duncan, the background noise in the bar is a bit too loud, so we're retreating to the safer confines of the smoking area. If you're enjoying the pod, why don't you send it to a friend? Back to Duncan. Recent convert to the GA hurling and I football. Am, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, I did play the football. Um, being of Mayo ancestry, it's all about the football. Yeah, uh, I'd never held a, even a hurl until um, until the age of thirty-eight. <laughs> so um, you wouldn't um, have much difficulty spotting me on the field, <laughs> you know, with the attempted strikes of at the ball. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm getting well, but it, it's. It's just great fun, you know. The, the, this, it, it's above everything else. It's social hurling, so it's a, it's a way of us all getting together, a bit of crack, you know, yeah. you, maybe a game between us or playing a league um, against teams um, who know what they're doing. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's something. Um, it's something I wish I'd got into years ago. Like I said, the football I played that as a child, but um, you 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 know, we all go. Different place. We all go to uni. We, mm-hmm. we, we drift out of these kind of things. But um, you know, it's better late than never. Yeah. Um, I still can move a bit, so I'm trying to um, to stay fit
0: while I can before it's, um, it's before it's too late for me. And was that, that was, uh, ran? Did you start playing football before you start writing the book, or kind of same time, or?
1: Yeah. So um, the Warrington GAA club was born sort of during lockdown. I think it was a way of. Um, You know, we were allowed to go out once for the the bit of exercise. So a few of the lads, not me, um, got together in a field and and they just started hitting the ball around. I thought, you know, why don't we try and make a club out of this? Um, So it probably would have been about the same time as the Mm -hmm. book. Um, So, you know, there's no mention of the hurling in the book, unfortunately. Uh, Perhaps the next one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe I can uh, include the old Britain for uh, for
0: back Yeah, the name. And... um, What position do you play? Full forward because um, that's the only way I'll ever get it over the bar. (laughs) Um, And
1: I just, I might not be any good at striking the ball, but Uh I think I'm all right at moving Uh and I can sort of draw that. This is in my own dreams, of course. I'm drawing their players out of the Mm. way to the the more able ones have a bit of space, you know. So Mm -hmm. in my own mind, I'm helping. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably
0: just, you can't do any damage, just put him out there. (laughs) Excellent. So. You're a you're a busy man. You're in between family life, work, promoting a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot going on. How do you how are you kind of balancing everything at the moment? Well, I don't work very hard. Good to say. Um, and I do uh, in
1: all seriousness. I do work from home. I'm very lucky in, in the in the way um, um, my current position allows me to to be more flexible. I can, um, you know, they said we've got a lovely office in Manchester that you can go in if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like taking my daughter to school mm. I like um little things like getting a haircut going to the bank, you know mm-hmm. those sort of things yeah it, you like know, exactly. I, I can move stuff around uh, so it's um I'm in a pretty good place <laughs> now when it comes yeah. to work life balance yeah. i think um you know' if my my eldest is eight um that's Eva and the youngest Theodora or Teddy she's just turned two, so um I've heard this a lot um with parents of two kids how like if the first one had been like your second you probably wouldn't have had a second <laughs> it's amazing how like how different two two kids from the same parents can be uh-huh. um but that's it for me now two two is enough i think yeah
0: fair. Sure. yeah and um you're telling me before we started as well um alan keegan was doing of work with you over the weekend and helping promote the book so yeah, we had how a- was the kind of community kind of
1: so we had a lovely event there on Sunday at Kennedy's Altium. Um They allowed us to, um, to do a little bit on stage where I could read from the book and, and, and talk right, about it a bit. Yeah. And, um, we had Mike Griffin doing some poetry also. And we had a great turnout. Um, and much to my surprise, uh, Alan Keegan, um, probably better known as the voice of Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he uh, very kindly did a little introduction, sort of warmed the crowd up, and it was, it was brilliant. He's such a lovely man. Um, and I was saying also before we started that it was, it was almost like I knew him already going to the football yeah. as a teenager. Um, him being that voice, you know, like a, and I was when he was introduced to me, I did close my eyes and think, God, I'm just going to pretend home. it's, it's the 90th minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming on, <laughs> I'm coming on at Old Trafford, you know, to come on and uh, score a winner. Um, but that was terrific. Yeah. Um, it was a great turnout, you know. We had um, we, we sold out all the books. Brilliant. Um, so I know I know I've at least sold a few. <laughs> um, there's the, apparently, there's no reliable way of, of finding out sales. Okay. I think because it's because uh, it's available in so many different places. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not even telling me uh, what stores it's in. So. Right. If anyone listening uh, knows what shops you can actually find it, you know, what bricks and mortar <laughs> shops you can find it in, then uh, please let me know because I, I have no idea. <laughs> People are asking where they can get it and it's like, well, you know, Amazon is struggling now and you give them <laughs> give them a few quid, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really exactly. much reliable. Yeah, give it to Jeff Bezos, he <laughs> deserves it.
0: What would be your, have your goal um, for the book or seeing it where it's going to go or what's your dream, is there a dream?
1: Do you know when I was when I signed the contract um, to publish? It was it was more than eighteen months ago, so it's it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose I was naive at how long these things take. Um, but part of the deal was um, was to do with uh, film and TV rights. So um, I'm imagining um, who would play me. Yeah, I'm thinking Dwayne Johnson maybe. Dwayne Johnson. Like Physically, uh, I mean, the the listeners can't see it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Physically, yeah. you know, we are very similar. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, like to to see it like on screen, I think would be great. It, 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 the kind of thing's been done before. Um, Bill Bryson, uh-huh. A Walk in the Woods, uh, with uh, Robert Redford and uh, Nick Nolte. Um, so I know there's sort of it, it's happened before. I'm not I'm not comparing the two. So that was a book about the Appalachian Trail, which is five times longer than the than the Camino. Okay. Um, so there's more material there. Um, I, I, I I probably wouldn't do something like that because. Uh, I think the chances of me in th- being in the same physical space as an actual bear, um, <laughs> I don't like the thought of. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, um, if, if so- something like that, I think would be amazing, yeah. This might be a bit abstract now, but maybe getting a bit older or you know walking becoming more of a, a kind of a, a difficulty. Thing. <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> and during COVID, all you could do was walk, um, really, uh, mm-hmm. without getting other people involved I've heard people talk about Camino and I've also heard there's other ones in Italy my friend did that over Easter Mm. Um, is it something that's becoming more popular or is it something that we're just, maybe it's as we get older or just the current environment have you any thoughts on you know, this should appeal to people because I think interests are kind of increasing I think it's got um... sorry mate sorry um, mate
1: um th- th- i mean the camino i do i do write about this in the book because i th- i thought it was quite interesting um if you go back to say the 70s uh-huh. nobody did it right um if you go back to the middle ages it was um probably the equivalent of, of in today's numbers maybe between 5 and 10 million people were doing it wow. um because it's a pilgrimage after all mm-hmm. um like i didn't go for overtly religious reasons but um it's pretty steady at at around two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Um, and a part of that is 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 to do with how it's been portrayed in popular culture. Mm-hmm. And in twenty ten, there was a Martin Sheen, Emilio Estevez movie, The Way. Um, I know that did a lot to boost numbers. Um, I believe there's another project they're doing some kind of follow up project i'm not i'm not sure what it would be you know he walks away and that's the end of the movie spoilers <laughs> um i'm not sure what going to do from there but um i think um it it's it's steadied at about 300,000 i can't really see it yeah. going much higher than that um i mean that's still quite a lot um and and it's it's worth remembering that what i did was the french way which is the most popular okay. route the, the best supported there's a Portuguese way, there's an Aragonese way. There's a, there's a lot of um, different ways you can take. Okay. You can walk a way in England, there's one in Ireland that you can use, um, that are officially recognised. So um, to get what's called a Compostela, which is like a certificate of completion, you have to do the last 100 kilometres. Alright. But if you go to, say, um, if you go to Bale in County Mayo, um, there's um, the St. Patrick's Causeway starts there. Okay. It takes you all the way up to the top of the reek. To Krog Patrick, it's about a two-day walk. If you can prove that you walk that, you can subtract that distance from your hundred K, which oh. means you wouldn't have to go as far when you get to Spain. There's a similar thing in Europe and, and other places, but they all pretty much converge. You're all going for Santiago. They all they all end up in the same place. Okay. Um, there's a there's a there's one that the, the North Camino, which is uh, sort of runs parallel to the one I did, just close to the coast. As I said, you come up from Portugal, that direction. Um, a lot of them end up taking the sort of bonus round, I would call it, <laughs> where you go to uh, C- C- Cape Finisterre, which um, I didn't walk to. I got to Santiago and I'd walked enough. I took a bus out to Cape Finisterre, which is, um, it literally means land's end. It's okay. it's where the Romans believed was the end of the world, okay. because um, it's the westernmost part of Europe. There's, there's nothing after that until, until you get to America. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people choose to go there um, if they want to get their feet wet or burn their shoes or whatever Mm -hmm. other things we're supposed to do Um, so I think it's it's, I'd never it's a strange thing to say but I would recommend it to anyone but I'd never do it again not the same one I I might do a different
0: way any reason for why not? You've done it or?
1: Yeah, or been there, done that. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I met one guy uh, who come from Amsterdam and literally had walked from Amsterdam down through, all <laughs> the way through France, all the way through Spain. Um, Camino, in, in a sense, you know, it was in the Middle Ages, you wouldn't have been able to fly in anywhere or get a bus yeah. anywhere. You would have had to travel your own way. It would take you months. You might die doing it. Nah. Um, the, w- the way could be, yeah, from your front door. I suppose so. If you if you subscribe to that way of thinking, then um there's there's any number of, of ways we could go.
0: Fascinating. The you said I think you said it was eighteen months between starting and, and, and publishing. Is that right? Eighteen months between. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, no, I mean eighteen months was sort of the when I signed the deal right. to, to publish, and then and then for the actual physical copy. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of a lot of time where this was sort of still an abstract. Oh, okay. I am kind of getting used to the fact that I am um, doing. Air quotes now, but an author. Um, I wouldn't consider myself an author. I d- all I did was was go for a walk and write down what happened. I didn't um, I didn't create any places <coughs> or themes or, or unique characters. Mm-hmm. These are just things that happened. Um, but it was for a long time rather abstract until um, until I got the physical copy, which was still only a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it came out on this just not even a month ago. Yeah. Um, until I actually held it in my hands, you know, this was still. Um, Sort of a, a,
0: something that was happening to somebody else. I think. You know. <laughs> so what? Because um, I mean, obviously, obviously, I've never written a book, and I've probably barely read a, bu- a book uh, in recent <laughs> years. But like, think about college days, doing your thesis, you're writing it, and you're like, it's the last thing you want to look at, and 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 keep reading it and, and editing it. I'm sick of reading it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but is there, yeah, is, there, is, there is there a buzz now with? the physical copy and doing launches and reading snippets of it. It was or. nice
1: to read a section. Um, I was a bit um, nervous about that you know, the, the, because when it comes to a book launch I had no idea what was involved so what I did was I went to another book launch mm-hmm. somewhere else just to completely copy their ideas yeah, yeah. and that's, that was the format. They did it pretty simple and it worked quite well and the bit I was more concerned about was actually reading these words out loud I and mean, what if it sounds shite you know. <laughs> Um, what if it? I, tr- I was trying to be funny and it falls flat. And, and, and unfortunately, when I did read it, people laughed and they were supposed to laugh, Good. and they didn't laugh um, in the other parts. Um, did you use anyone as a sounding board? Like your no. And to be honest, I didn't even spend much time. Um, I almost flicked through it and just stopped at a page and picked a bit there that I was gonna that I was gonna read. Um, I didn't want to read too. I didn't want to read anything about why I was doing it because I, I thought that'd be dull. I thought I'll, I'll choose a. A section where I'm actually walking, Mm -hmm. you know, like because for most of the book that's what I'm doing. Um, And I thought there was there was a bit that I thought was I thought was interesting. I thought it was a little bit funny. You know, make them laugh, make them cry, sort of like a Mm -hmm. almost like a eulogy type Uh thing. And yeah, it it worked. It didn't go on too long. Um, And then I I did a bit of Q and A, which was um, probably more nerve wracking because I thought, what if no one's gonna no one's going to be interested enough to yeah. ask a question yeah. um, but but fortunately they were um, and that went on for a good while actually to the the one we did in the library you know they you could see the staff sort of moving around because they weren't too close you know yeah. a bit like like bit like in the pub you know like when they start flashing the yeah, lights or yeah. whatever um, but the people um that came they, they seemed really interested and you know and of course they bought copies which um, is which
0: the main thing yeah. of course um, but yeah they seemed to like what they for us slow readers out there would uh, would, it, would you read the book again and maybe think about doing an audio book and someone could actually be walking as they're, as they're listening to the words or does that really work out?
1: oh an audio book I, mean, I, I, I think, I'm not sure how it works if there has to be so many copies sold I suppose I need to find someone with a nice sounding voice um, I certainly wouldn't do it myself um, I've heard myself I'm uh, recording to myself and there's no way I'd listen to it so I wouldn't expect <laughs> well, anyone else to um <laughs> I mean maybe maybe someone will listen to it if they've already done it. Um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. if, if if they were going um if they were listening to it as they walked, mm-hmm. um so they'd have to keep stopping and starting. It might spoil a bit of a, a few of the surprises. Of which there are a few, you know, so I wouldn't want to spoil anyone's Camino. But um yeah, I mean if I'd be definitely open to that. If they if they could find someone with an engaging kind of voice. I do work with these voice talents and I always used to roll my eyes at that term, but it really is a talent, you know, to to be able to read and, and be engaging yeah. and have a nice sounding voice. It, it's not easy. Yeah. And um, so I suppose yeah, we'd have to find someone. So if it, any ideas, you you let me know, will you?
0: <laughs> so back to back to where we are today, though, with uh, where the book is, and what are, you're all over social media. What's your what's your handle, is it? That's perfect. Um, it's what what is it on
1: Instagram? <laughs> we edit this yeah, bit yeah, of course, yeah 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 <laughs> like I'm not such a gobby. Sh- actually is it on page <laughs> I um I do go on Instagram and, and Twitter but I can't remember my Instagram name
0: no, no. oh yeah Duncan Patrick Mac. Jesus so um bringing it back to today and where can people find you you're all over social media yeah
1: Duncan Patrick Mac <laughs> on uh, Instagram um at Twitter Duncan Patrick Mack fairly simple Duncan McNamara on Facebook so um it's gone really well you know like um a lot of people seem to be engaging with it um i don't want to over egg the pudding as mm-hmm. it were like mm-hmm. and then and, and get people sick of it um but yeah um i, I, I it's it's on amazon i don't know if anyone's written reviews yet um i don't know if anyone's finished it yet mm-hmm. um, these all might be slow readers <laughs> but um yeah it's um it'd be great to see you on the
0: Brilliant. So, just one last one last shout there uh, for for your book, uh, people out there who's listening in, give it a go. It's on it's on Amazon, uh, oilonthewater.com as well. Walk this way, Duncan McNamara. Absolute pleasure talking to you this evening. And uh, before we finish, is actually anything else you want to talk about? Um, uh, do you know? What? I don't think so. You mean about the book, or just Anath- general knowledge? Anath- gen- uh, the general spec podcast is nothing off limits within reason right
1: so <laughs> what what's in the news now, so we know a current yeah Tory party conference,
0: yeah, I saw h s two h s two yeah
1: um let's let's say it's scrapped, and then we say it's not scrapped, so we can <laughs> just edit out the the <laughs> whichever way they go, everyone knows it's gonna scrap it, you know, yeah, which yeah. is like a vanity project at all, but like nobody wanted it, but now you take it away from them, and they're all up in arms mm-hmm. um i think if they could um Get a bit of decent transport up here so we're not using the Victorian era mm-hmm. pacer train, just buses with train wheels stuck yeah, on them. Yeah. You know what it's like. Um, I think um, it, 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 you know, the leveling up thing was, was, was just a slogan all along. I don't think anyone believed it no. really. Um, i put it this way if they'd have started in Manchester and headed south, yeah. they wouldn't be having this discussion now that's saying, true. Should we carry on to London? That's true. They'd, they'd have done it anyway. So yeah. that's fairly current. Uh, yeah. United are on tonight I'm not looking forward to that
0: yeah yeah uh, that's a uh, fight no-win for United uh, hat-trick by uh, Harry Maguire brilliant brilliant performance so uh, that was enjoyable he's finally turned up yeah. <laughs> no Duncan absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, yeah all the best and thanks for coming on Well, thanks so having me too Jay. it's been great fun cheers